Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 18 in our bi-weekly series of Saving Christianity. We're coming to you every other Tuesday from Christian Family Online, and I'm your host, John Shields. Thanks for being with us. In the previous episode 17, uh, you, you may recall we talked about the mature Christian and about how a mature Christian is a Christian who has made a habit of being spirit-filled. In other words, a mature Christian is one whose habitual main motivator is the Holy Spirit. Such Christians are doing what the Apostle Paul called walking in the Spirit, and what we call living the early Christian lifestyle. And so now, today, we're at episode 18. The title is The Happy Christian. In this episode, our co-host Owen Allen and I, we're going to discuss what it feels like to live the early Christian lifestyle or what it feels like to do what Paul called walking in the Spirit. So let's get started and bring in our co-host Owen Allen. Owen, welcome to episode 18. Yo, John, glad to be here. A big hello to you, to our intrepid producer Shannon, and to all of our friends out in podcast land, whatever they're doing at the moment, cooking in the kitchen, driving their car, jogging and running in the park, whatever it may be, welcome to the podcast. You know, John, uh, this is funny, but to get us started. Uh, Let's talk for a minute about dictionaries. Uh, I checked actually several dictionaries before the show to find out how they define happy people, happy people. And I found some very interesting definitions. Uh, One thing that they say, happy people are people who show pleasure, satisfaction, and joy in their lifestyle. Now, let's stop a second. Notice that word lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about the early Christian lifestyle. So what's happening here? Let's go back. Happy people are people who show pleasure, satisfaction, and joy in their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. They're people who are warm and considerate and respectful, helpful, hopeful, pleasant, use optimistic words, and who are optimistic thinkers. Now, Mm -hmm. let's slow down a second. Mm -hmm. Let's don't skate over this. Uh, Let's read these definitions again. And after we read them, I want to ask all of our friends out in podcast land, an honest question. Mm -hmm. So get ready for that question. (laughs) And here's the definition again. Happy people show pleasure, satisfaction, and joy in their lifestyle. They're warm and considerate, respectful and helpful, hopeful and pleasant, and they use optimistic words and they think optimistically. Think about those just a second. And then here's the question. Here's the question about those definitions. If you had to guess, what percentage of the world's population tells pollsters that they are happy people? Mm-hmm. Maybe 100%, maybe 80%, maybe mm. 50%? Well, I think I, want, I, I would think most of us would guess that that most people tell pollsters they're happy. Is that the right answer? Well, John, I agree that most people probably think that most other people are happy, but no, that's not the right answer. Mm. Worldwide polls reveal that only 50 
15%, one five, wow. 15% of the world's population tells pollsters they're truly, really happy, and that includes Americans. Wow, that's lower than I expected, especially in the U.S., We always think about Americans as happy people. That's right. That's right. But you know, John, I know from experience, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. And and in the dark of night, when people are lying awake, staring at the ceiling, you never know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. But now let's tie these worldwide polls to Christianity, because Christianity is our subject and our theme in these episodes. Yeah. Well, again, Owen, to answer that question, I think same answer. (laughs) Most of us would would probably guess that most Christians are happy. I'm afraid to ask, is that the right answer? (laughs) They should be, wouldn't you think? Uh, Wouldn't you think that Christians would be happy people? Uh, I'm going to be rude, John, Mm. and, and answer a question with a question. We know from previous episodes that the average Christian today is no more spiritual than a non Christian. So if that's true, if the average Christian is no more spiritual, would that also mean? that the average Christian is no more happy than a non-Christian. Well, Owen, uh, I think I'm going to turn my microphone off uh, now. It's starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, but me too. I mean, it hurts. It hurts to have to face these polls, uh, John, and this research that we do for these uh, episodes. But let's soldier on a minute and be brave, and let's think about it this way. What are the outer signs of a happy person? How do happy people behave? And I think there's a common sense answer, and I think Mm-hmm. It's this happy people. This is what the research shows. Happy people smile a lot, laugh a lot, sing and hum a lot. They're stress free, worry free. They're cheerful. They're likable. Right. And so don't we all recognize a happy person uh, at the mall or in the grocery store? Yeah, that's that's very true. Owen. we actually we, we usually immediately recognize and admire a happy person when we see one. Yeah. I mean, who can hate a happy yeah, person? For sure. you know? <laughs> yeah. But then here's another interesting question tied to that. How many people do you know? Me, you, and our friends that are listening Mm -hmm. right this second, how many people do you know who are happy that way all day long? Or we could even ask that a little different way. How many Christians do you know right this minute who are happy that way all day long? Mm, I hate to admit it, but but I I don't know a lot of people in either category. Well, that's right. Neither do I, John. Uh, And let's zero in now on our target of Christians for the rest of the episode, because the point we're trying to make in this episode is the power and the majesty Mm -hmm. of the fruit of the Spirit in Christians. We talked about that in the previous episode. That was the one with the title, The Mature Christian. Mm -hmm. And we said in that episode that the mark, the sign, the trait of a mature Christian is that they behave, he or she behaves, with the fruit of the Spirit all day long. But now we see a deeper truth, another way to define 
Another way to define a mature Christian is that he or she is happy all day and shows it. Yeah, in in episode 17, I just remind us, you know, we define the fruit of the Spirit as as an outer behavior of Mm -hmm. supernatural love, Mm -hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, Ah. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that all spirit-filled Christians have. Wow, that's tremendous, Mm, John. It is. And it's true. But let's ask that a different way. Do those words, John, that you just read, do those words sound a lot like the same words that the dictionaries use to define happy people? Yeah, well, actually, they don't just sound like them. (laughs) Uh, Most of them are the same words. Absolutely. And there's a reason for that. That was not an accident. Because the fruit of the Spirit that floods up within us uh, fills us. When the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives, is um, one of the effects that makes us happy. Christians are designed to be, hang on, the happiest people on earth. And that's why we keep saying that when Christians are spirit-filled, they have a little bit of heaven here on earth. So on top of everything else, make sure I understand being a spirit-filled Christian is designed to make us happy. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest signs that Christians are spirit-filled is when they're openly and genuinely happy. That's right. And and, and that does me stick this in sideways, and that confuses people. Mm-hmm. If you're around somebody that smiles all the time, hums all the time, chuckles all the time, uh, that confuses a lot of people. And they look at each other and say, what's wrong with him or her? Mm-hmm. They don't realize what happiness is because the average person, frankly, is preoccupied, stressed out, uh, moody, sad, mm-hmm. lonely. And those are attractive traits and many Christians are not happy people. They they exhibit those traits, and frankly, non-Christians don't like that very much. Mm-hmm. So let's open the door up to you, John. Mm-hmm. As a full-time senior pastor, most of your life really, mm-hmm. what has been your experience? Do you find that most Christians are happy people? Oh, and I'm afraid that... Uh all of my data would would coincide with what we've what we've said uh, about uh, the polls and uh, that sort of thing um i think it was uh hannah woodall smith wrote christians are often uh are viewed like they have a headache um <laughs> but they don't want to cut their head off uh. something like that and uh un- unfortunately um we I have seen a lot too much of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well I I totally agree, John. You know, we've talked a lot um in these episodes about uh, troubles in Christianity, uh about mm-hmm. uh, about congregations going out of business. I heard of a new one this week. Uh church buildings being bulldozed to make room for parking lots, all of those things. And you have to stop a minute and just ask yourself, hold it, hold it. Would all of that be happening with crowds of happy people? 
if you had 200 happy people laughing and smiling and joyous, humming and singing uh, in a room, uh, why would you have to bulldoze that room? It, it wouldn't be required. Yeah. And, you know, John, something I often think about, I don't know that I know much about country music, but wasn't there once a country music song, something about looking for love in all the wrong places? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it was. And you stop and think about it, though, John, all the negative things that people do. Yeah. I mean, uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, sexual abuse, all of that. Mm-hmm. Probably, if you went and asked a, a researcher or a scientist, they would say, well, you know what they're doing? They're look they're looking for happiness. Mm. And I would put that in Christian terms. They don't yeah. know it. They're looking to be filled with the power of the Spirit. Yeah, uh, Owen, oh, on a on a on a negative note, but it makes the point uh, precisely. Uh, my older sister, who is in heaven, I will never ever forget this. Uh, years ago, um, she was dealing with some pretty significant drug addiction, and I went uh-huh. to see her one time when she had uh, gone into uh, rehab. rehab. And as I sat by her bed that day, uh, I was talking with her, not not condemning her, but just trying to love her and trying to understand. Mm. Um, and I asked her, I said, you know, what do you think brought you to this place? What was it in your life that uh, that caused you to kind of turn down that road? Wow. And she said, you know, um, I used to be the life of the party. I was fun and loved having fun and laughing, etc. And mm. then the just different stresses of life and different things. I I started to lose that, and I wanted that experience. And so I I found out that these these drugs wow. would 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 for the moment uh, give me this um, euphoric, I guess, ex- experience and. And um, that that's what started me down that path. And thankfully, uh, you know, she was able to to work through that over the years, and I'm thankful for that. But nevertheless, your example of the things that we're talking about, if you're listening uh, today to our podcast, may not be that severe. But nevertheless, I, I do think that uh, that is the misplaced. Uh, people are looking for something that uh, can't be found in the natural. And oh. so they're digging in. Uh, you know, it says in the Old Testament, we don't really identify with this unless you've got a little bit of age on you. But uh, it says that, you, that you've that you made this mistake. You, you're trying to dig your own cisterns. You're oh. trying to dig your own cisterns. In other words, you're trying to, uh, uh, to, to have your own a place to uh, develop your own water, and and it, it's and it has a crack. It's leaking. It's yeah. not working when you do it yourself. It's not going to sustain you. In other words. And I think that is so true. Well, isn't there an old saying about digging in a dry well? Yeah, exactly. Uh, People who are looking for love in all the wrong (laughs) places are digging in a dry well. And, John, I would go go so far as to say this. Um, I think – let's put it in the the form of a question. Do we think that human nature – our selfish human nature, our nature that's prone to negativity and mm-hmm. sin, uh, can it ever 
make us happy? Or does happiness come from a source outside of us? Yeah. Uh, Owen, uh, we know not only does the scriptures uh, say that what you just said is absolutely 100% undeniably true, but we also know from all of us know from our personal experience um, that that is true as well. And, 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 and unfortunately, um, we are trying to help people to to come to that realization that you do not have to waste your life and time and energy and resources looking for something that you will never find in the <laughs> natural realm. And uh, trying to get that message out, and this podcast is just one avenue. Well, you know, John, I, I think about the uh, back in American history, the California gold rush. Mm. What was that of 1848 and that period up through 1900 or so? But, and you hear these stories about those prospectors, they were called. Mm-hmm. And uh, they leave uh, their home, their family, their children, everybody. And uh, they go looking for gold and looking for that uh, wonderful gold mine that they're going to find. Uh, and they never do. And they die alone out in the forest or out in the mountains somewhere living in a little hut, uh, desperately looking for the gold mm-hmm. mine that they never found. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, that's, that's gruesome. <laughs> yeah. That's gory, I admit. But sometimes I think that that's how we humans are. Uh, you know, the bars are full. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the pornographic movies are full. Uh, everything negative and bad is full. And uh, so people are obviously seeking something. Yeah. And they want to be happy. And yeah. it never occurs to them. <laughs> and I don't know, John, that I was ever told. Right. I don't remember ever. Uh, being told face-to-face, one-on-one, you know what? Uh, if you want to be happy, mm-hmm. you just need to be a Christian. Right. But more specifically, you need to be a spirit-filled Christian. Right. That's happiness, not digging for gold in the mountains. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I can say the same thing, Owen. I don't know that I was ever directly told that as well. And uh, it's just so unfortunate, especially here in the United States, that um, – we see so many people that are held up and, um, you know, that, that have from a material sense everything that life can offer. And uh, it appears yeah. that most of their lives or many of their lives are in absolute shambles. Yeah. They don't seem to have any measure of, of peace or happiness in their life. But we're slow learners, aren't we? Yeah. The natural yeah. person is a slow person to learn. We always think we are an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Well, it, they may not have been able to discover it, but I, I, I think I'm probably different. I will. This is going to do it, or that's going to do it. And, and, and before we know it, you know, the sunset's coming to our life, and, <laughs> and um, you know, we never we never reached it. You know, you, you, I know you know, Owen, the famous line from uh, John D. Rockefeller was asked one day, um, how much money is enough? And he said, well, just one more dollar. Mm-hmm. Just That's one right. more dollar. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ad infinitum. Yes, for sure. Well, you know, it's a terrible thing, really, because I think there's a – you hear the old story about uh, humans have a hole in their heart that they're trying to fill – and those type of images, 
And so it, it what's a funny thing, John, I'm, I think I'm right on this. I've read studies that most divorces start on vacation. No. Ouch. <laughs> you wow. think about yeah. that. I mean, many people leave on vacation in one car and come back in two. <laughs> two. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> or don't come back they at all. all. Yeah. One comes back alone. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and, you know, it's telling us, it's telling us that all the uh, cockamamie things that we come up with mm. as people and as couples and as families mm-hmm. in our never ending search for happiness yeah. is futile right it's it is. hopeless it is because i'll just put it this way yeah. happiness is a spirit-filled christian yeah. and a spirit-filled christian is happiness and nothing else is happiness right. period right everything else is going to come uh secondary on down the trail for that for <laughs> sure you know uh, <laughs> you just see that in our episodes that we're talking about, you know, the natural person and contrasting that with the spirit-filled person, um, you know, we started out our podcast uh, now 18 uh, episodes ago, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Owen, we said there at the beginning that we were going to, uh, we needed to talk about the problem, and, and we've done that in, in uh, many different ways. But we also said we wanted to focus on the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what has been um, exciting, I think, for both of us and hopefully our listeners out there. Uh, I think, I feel like that uh, you're listening, you are identifying with what we're saying here in our podcast. And I'm just thankful that there is a solution. And uh, we're just trying to help people to know that there is there is something, there is an answer to all of this. And I don't say this casually. I say it in the context of being spirit-filled. When Jesus said that he came that we might have life ah. and that we might have it more abundantly, that's what he was talking yes, about, I think. Absolutely. He was talking about the spirit-filled Life. In fact, John, if you look up that Greek word there in the 10th chapter of John and all the other places that Jesus says that, the actual Greek word refers to spiritual life. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, uh, we won't go there today, but that's one of the things was a tremendous revelation in my life in my 30s when uh, mm-hmm. I was introduced to uh, Greek lessons. I'd never thought about that. It, I, I just uh, read the Bible, read what was on on the pages in the English language and took it the way I would take normal English language. Mm -hmm. So if somebody walked up to me and said, how's your life today? Uh, I would, think of that in human terms well you know i'm getting enough to eat i'm getting right. enough sleep things are nice i've got a good job and never occurred to me that 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 meant spiritual life how spiritual are you right uh, how spirit filled are you is what that greek word meant yeah. so jesus came to bring us that yeah. and as we're saying with that is happiness i think it's interesting of the 20 fruit of the spirit that we talk about Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into those deeper in another episode um happiness is not listed but when you put all of those together the love the joy the peace peace. the gentleness uh, you realize ouch my goodness that is uh, a 20 word definition of (laughs) happiness yeah yeah that's some that is some good stuff no doubt about it and we just want to uh, we we want to to walk in that. 
live in that, reflect that. And, you know, I think about it, uh, Jesus said, let your light, let your light so shine. Well, what did he mean by that? Totally. You know, I think he, he meant. He didn't mean carry a flashlight. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he meant that people would actually be able to see the witness, if you will, the, uh, of your life. Yeah. The, the spirit-filled life mm. would be. Um, it, it would be illuminating. It would. It would be. It would draw people yeah. to, to what to the experience, and and so it's just incredible. It's the more you think about it and dig into it and live it, it's just, it, it's just serendipity. I mean, it's just it's constantly yeah, finding it's more and more, deeper and better and better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there you go again. That word light in yeah. the Greek, it doesn't mean uh, turn it a light in a candle. Mm-hmm. It could mean that. But the way Jesus used it, he meant spirit, spiritual light, illumination in our mind. We talked earlier in the previous episode about spiritual things are spiritually understood, uh, and that's what he meant. Well, you know, uh, there's another thing, too, about all of this. A lot of people... You think they're happy. You know, there's something in uh, in personalities that is called masking, mm. wearing of a mask. And I'm not talking about what we had with COVID-19, <laughs> uh, when you uh, people uh, pretend uh, a personality that they don't really have. Mm-hmm. And many times, I don't know if you've ever seen this, John and Shannon, but many times if you go to an event, maybe a wedding, for example, I just went to a wedding this past weekend, and what would appear to be the happiest people there, the ones that are laughing the most and singing the most and jumping around the most, are actually the saddest people in the group. Mm-hmm. It's a mask they're wearing. They want everybody to think they're happy and not realize how miserable they are, see? Then they go lock themselves in the bathroom and cry. Then they come out and they're happy again. Mm-hmm. And see, it's all it's all fake human nature. Human nature is not naturally a double <laughs> double word there. Uh, happy. Right. Think about that a second. Who would ever tell you that? Human nature is not naturally happy. Right. What is naturally happy is being a spirit-filled Christian. Yeah, for sure. Well, Owen, why do you think, uh, well, I think maybe we've done us some of those, uh, answered some of that <laughs> along along the way. Um, but when I think about what we why, why doesn't institutional Christianity teach more about what we're talking about? What, what is your a short answer? Well, number one, a lot of them don't have it. Right. They don't know what it is. Right. So as the old saying goes, you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Uh, if you can't give away what you don't have right. to give away. Right. But I think, too— uh, it all stems back, of course, as we've said, John, mm-hmm. so many times, all the way back to the fourth century when uh, the Roman Emperor Constantine effectively in a 25-year campaign wiped out original Christianity, uh, outlawed small groups, 
uh, force uh, Christians to start attending large group meetings, all that stuff that went on in that period of uh, of history. Um, I think that everything just got lost. Hmm. And, you know, instead of under, uh, living happily and uh, emphasizing spirit filling, emphasize, you know, after the fourth century, John, uh, the fruit of the spirit uh, became controversial. The gifts of the spirit became controversial. Right. Uh, uh, people were actually punished. Uh, if they were seen uh, expressing fruit and gifts, all that kind of stuff, and then it just became what? It became a program. Right. It became go listen to a lecture, get in your car, and go home. With and, with no bearing on your actual yeah. life. <laughs> and, and the stuff that matters, being happy, uh, walk, being healed, uh, being all the wonderful things that we're talking about in these episodes, having miracles in your life. Mm-hmm. My wife and I had one of the most wonderful miracles we've ever had uh, in the past 10 days. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people should be having miracles. They get mad when I say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christians should be having miracles weekly, at least monthly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our uh, inheritance. That's our legacy. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus died, rose, mm-hmm. and sent the Holy Spirit to us. Yeah, yeah. I think about it, Owen, just to be rather silly probably, uh, back to what you said about the fourth century. And today it's kind of like if you were – standing at the end of an assembly line and, and but the template that the mold if you will the model was to make um uh tables and um but at the end of the assembly line uh it was producing uh chairs, chairs. <laughs> and 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 you're, you're you know you're perplexed by that right you know it's not producing but it's actually producing exactly what the template was designed to produce. And so when you question it, right. they say, well, no, we've yeah. got to produce what the template says. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's it's not serving anyone, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and as we say so often, yesterday, I hate to keep going back to this, but uh, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, yesterday, I, I saw on a, a local uh, facility, a church, a facility that takes up a city block here in town, multiple mm-hmm. buildings, uh, a huge edifice uh, under in foreclosure, um, oh $2 million. Uh, they're Ouch. asking, asking uh, uh. To, there, there it is, all of that brick and mortar and Historically, you know, I'm not sure what it was, but it must have been a um, a place where people were at one time, and now here it is under foreclosure and and for sale. Uh, it's so sad. And, and think about John the years mm. of effort, right? Money uh, at work, yes, planning. All the stuff that went on, the lives that were lived in that building. Right. It's, it's like walking through a ghost town, mm-hmm. you know, they call it. My my son, you know, lives out in Arizona, and he loves to get out and ramble around. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even know this. And there are a number of ghost towns in 
and uh, he goes to them and walks around mm-hmm. and uh, looks at the buildings and things and thinks about you know who lived there and what did they do and right. where did they go and whatever happened to them yeah well, i don't need to go to arizona i could do that right here yeah. in my hometown there are three abandoned uh christian church buildings right close to my home mm-hmm. i don't need to go to arizona yeah and the tragedy though is the same i mean why we're talking about happiness we're talking mm. about being spirit-filled why would those things happen to christians right and the template is wrong right see? right we're looking at the wrong template yeah you know i so often think about you know and so many christians don't know and how do i know that because i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't know till i was in my 30s yeah that the early christians did not meet in buildings in large groups with a preacher and an altar and an organ and hymn books and a choir. I thought they did those things in the first century. Mm-hmm. And then when I began to study history formally and professionally in archaeology, I found out to my astonishment that they didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. They met in small groups and homes and formally, and they let the Holy Spirit flow through the group. And they had healings and all the wonderful things Mm -hmm. uh, that we're talking about. And frankly, uh, that still can and does happen today. Mm -hmm. But we have to break the template or we have to put the template aside for another day. And we have to go do it the way they did it then. Yeah. Oh, and don't you think, though, or or maybe in in the form of of a question, is that it seems that uh, what we're talking about is is so rare. It, it's just such a rare, rare thing. Um, mm. There are pockets, and even very few of them that, that we are aware of. That uh, and, and we don't say this as as um, how can I say this as uh, arrogantly or or as know-it-alls or that sort of thing. We say it with humility uh, from years of experience and, and, uh, but, but it's that, that don't even, uh, there's not even a recognition, um, of, of the problem and what's going on. And yet, as we've already said today, um, a couple of times that, uh, we see the the institution literally slowly grinding to a halt. Yes, and that's manifest through foreclosures and yes. and, and empty buildings. And, and we're talking about what is supposed to be uh, the, the church where Jesus Christ is the cornerstone Hallelujah. of that, and who right. is who is who is life. Yeah. And so and, how in the world can those two be together? Yeah. So yeah. there's either something wrong with Jesus or there's something wrong with us. And, and I, I think I think I know what that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I think we may have mentioned this, but uh, when the co in 2020, the year 2020, when COVID-19 shut down the country, and of course it shut down all Christian meetings, all Christian uh, congregations did not meet for about a year. Well, Gallup did a poll after the country reopened in 2021. Uh, Gallup did a poll and found that 20% mm. of all those congregations that were closed in 2020 never reopened. 
Mm. Think about that a second. So the downslide keeps sliding. Mm. Uh, and uh, I just heard this week um, a person who goes to what's called a mega church. We've talked about that in these episodes, but that's a, a congregation that um, has a routinely uh, 2,000 or more per worship service. A scientist called that a, a mega church. And I have a friend who's uh, active in one. And uh, he came to me a few days ago, eyes glowing, face radiant. And he said, you know, it's just wonderful now that we've reopened. He said, we have so many new people. I said, really, we're the old people. He said, well, you know, a lot of them didn't come back. But Mm. the thing is, we have such wonderful new people. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, yeah, guess where they came from? Mm -hmm. They came from those 20% of the congregations that never reopened. Right. See, uh, a few of those migrate to the mega churches. Uh, Not all, but a few. So the total trend is still down. But why do they do that? They don't do it because everybody there is spirit-filled. They do it because they have scouts and cookouts and bus trips and picnics and all the the programs, Mm -hmm. the programs that the big institutions have. And yet, of course, as we've said, they're not spiritual. Right. And can simply maintain it just by virtue of their size. And and the survivors flocking in. Yeah, in the the cash flow. Yeah. (laughs) It is so, 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 so sad. When when the Apostle Paul says that we are to be a new creation. Yes. uh, Think about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, doesn't that have meaning? For sure. A new creation. What what about when he said, for me to live is Christ? Awesome. Wow. Awesome. And uh, we're we're just wanting to see that spread more and more and more. And, you know, John, I I was thinking the other day about Paul's, uh, is it in Romans 8, where Paul Mm -hmm. says, in me there is no No, good thing. He says, I mean in my flesh. Flesh, right. So think about that, all you folks listening right here, wherever you are at the moment. In you and me, Mm -hmm. in our humanity, in our flesh, in our selfish nature, there is no good thing. Right. The only good thing in us, if there is anything in us good, Mm -hmm. is the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit if we're Christians. Right. Paul said it over and over again, Christ in me. Yeah. Christ in me. Right. Hope. Yeah. Our only hope. Yeah. Is the Holy Spirit in us? Yeah, hope That's, that won't disappoint us. He said. Yeah, there. And so, I guess what we're trying to say uh, in this in this uh, episode is that most people are not happy, mm-hmm. even if they act like they are, or think they are, or tell you that they are. Mm-hmm. They're really not because it's a physical impossibility. Right. And secondly, if there's any hope for happiness in this life it's being a christian but more than that not an infant christian a spiritually growing christian who's learning to walk in the spirit what does that mean who's learning to express gifts and fruit in their lives and to walk uh, in 
a supernatural, miraculous realm that nobody else can walk in and nobody else can understand but another spirit-filled Christian. Christian. (laughs) You can only understand spiritual things spiritually, Paul taught us. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, Owen, about this and uh, something that's kind of silly, but uh, I won't ever forget in that passage of Scripture that you're referring to is in 1 Corinthians in the second chapter. And it doesn't say that uh, an unbeliever uh, doesn't understand. It says that they can't. Ooh, ouch. Wow, they cannot understand. And for all of you dog lovers out there, um, (laughs) from my wonderful little golden doodle, Sometimes when I'm standing in the kitchen and she's standing there looking at me and I start to talk to her, her little head just tilts to the right uh, or it tilts to the left. And it's like, you're, I'm a dog and you're my master and I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I can't understand it. Uh, you know, and I, and, and that seems, that sounds funny, but, uh, it's the way it is in the spirit. Yes. It's it's that much of a difference between like me trying to talk to my dog mm-hmm. or my dog trying to talk to me. It's physically impossible. I mean, it can't it can't happen. So the spirit begets begets the spirit. Yeah. We're looking at God and our heads tilting left and <laughs> tilting right and saying, You're my master, right. but what in the Sam Hill are you saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, John, I gotta tell you this wonderful story. I once knew a very, very uh spiritual man. He was a retired military officer. I refer to him in my book, by the way. He was the first one that ever started telling me about early Christian history. And anyway, he tells a story that was before he was a Christian, he, he owned a Bible, and he would try to read it, and it didn't make any sense to him. So one day he went to his bedroom, and he knelt by the bed, and he prayed, and he said, God, why did you write a book that nobody can understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Right. Yeah. And then he got up and went his way, and of course he ended up uh, as a spirit-filled Christian and mm. one of the most insightful uh, spiritual people he's de- in heaven now that I ever met. Mm-hmm. But I could see that image of this retired mm-hmm. military officer kneeling by the bed and praying, God, why did you, you write a book that nobody can, can understand? understand. Yeah. If that doesn't prove First oh. Corinthians a two fourteen. Yeah, I don't know anything that does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, the big clock on the wall from where I'm sitting, and it's telling us that that our time is up. But you know, I don't know, John. I I think this this. Uh, I guess I say this every time we be, mm-hmm. but I I think this is one of the mo- most important episodes that the people are our dear friends needed to hear. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to remind our friends that this is episode 18 Mm -hmm. and uh, that a script and a recording is available on our website at goscpod.com. That's G-O-S-C-P-O-D.com. Yeah, standing for Go Saving Christianity Pod. Right. SC Pod, that's right. Well, uh, I hate to sign off, John, but in the meantime, this is Owen Allen. And this is John Shields speaking for me and for our producer, Shannon Wolf, saying, May the God of our fathers bless you and keep you and guide you 
and protect you until we meet again.